Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the podcast Strikes Back. My name is George and you're listening to our King Arthur Legend of the Sword review. And I'm joined with Connor. Hello. And Benny. Good day. Well, here we are, guys, the one we were looking forward to most in 2017. Most anticipated film. I so have just excited. been just on the edge of my seat for this film. Launch, launching a new cinematic universe. Oh, God. We'll get into that. <laughs> Benny, what were your expectations and did it meet them? Okay. Uh, I'll start with the second question first. It met my expectations. Um, and as we've talked about before, my expectations were pretty much zero because uh, it looked pretty crap. And I didn't want to see it, but I had to for this. <laughs> um, Dedication. So bitter. <laughs> no, not at all. I, I didn't come out of this angry or upset. I, I thought it was, uh, it was fine. I enjoyed several parts of it, uh, some of the more stylistic flourishes and, and some of the, the real Guy Ritchie sort of stuff you could feel in there. I thought it was fun. Otherwise, it was very by-the-numbers chosen one storyline that we've seen 10 times a year since Star Wars came out. And it was, you know, it was doing the Arthurian legend, but not, uh, not, not, uh, faithfully or interestingly. So whatever, it was fine. And now it's a huge bomb. So it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. What about you, Connor? <sighs> Damn it. Um, what about you, Connor? Yeah. I knew that both of you had seen this and, and hadn't thought much of it. So um, I was really worried that there was a chance that I was going to enjoy this film <laughs> and then I'd have to defend it on this thing. You were worried Fucking, that you were going to be I happy was. I was actually worried because I was wonderment. like, I'm going to have to defend it. And, fuck. and sure enough, I, I, kinda, I kind of enjoyed the film. You kind of enjoyed it or you... I did. <laughs> yeah, look, there's, there's moments in that, this film that I truly hate. Yeah. Like deep in my chest hate um but i'd say probably about 90 percent of the film i thought was re really cool um you, it was cool to see a lot of and you touched on this ben the guy richieisms um it, with a bit more budget in terms of the the storyline uh, kind of retreading the old steps of the arthurian legend i thought they put enough of a an interesting twist on it um to keep it semi-relevant you know, I didn't need it to be, um, you know, a completely original story. Things, there's, you know, only a handful of, of really kind of basic storylines when you get down to it. Um, so I don't tend to get too hung up on that kind of thing. Um, but in terms of just the way that this film looked and the way this, this film kind of played out for me, um, I thought it was a cool little flick. Yeah, for me, I think this film was at its strongest when the Guy Ritchie-isms were coming out. I really like the sort of quick-cutting montage sequences that he does, that he's what he's really well-known for. Mm. Um, and seeing that in a King Arthur setting, period setting, no, it's definitely not a period setting, it's whatever this film is. Fantasy, Fantasy setting. Yeah, yeah um, we'll get into that. Um, yeah, for me, it was a really a whole heap of schlock, just CG bullshit. Um I I kind of went in and out of the film saying, oh, this is cool. And then a few moments later thinking, wow, this is just terrible. And when I get fidgety in a film, uh, I know that I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm waiting for it to finish. And this film... You, 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 you stepped out for a snack at one yeah, point. Yeah, I went out and got some cake. <laughs> I was like, I'm done with this. Um, so, yeah, for me, 
It, listen, uh, it wasn't super offensive. It wasn't the worst thing ever. There were some really fun moments. But then there was other parts where I, I, it didn't fall into that category. It followed into this is bad and it's irritating and I don't get this and I'm not on board. Him taking on like a hard fantasy genre in general is a, is a risk. I mean, that's not a genre that you can kind of guarantee financial success as far as a film goes. I mean, you've got some of the- You can almost guarantee it won't succeed, really. Well, yeah. And here and there, you get properties that are perform spectacularly well. You know, Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones. But those are those are ones that are, are kind of already spectacular properties without them being, you know, in movies or TV. Like the books are, are, are um, celebrated on their own. Yeah, I mean, no one's ever heard of this King Arthur guy. What were they thinking? As, as far as I'm concerned, there's no really set story kind of... Um, it's been interpreted an, a number of times over yes. the years. And and people kind of take their own little uh, flavor on it. And, and that is where I, I like that kind of a theory. And this legend. definitely has some flavor. I mean, this film feels like it's cobbled together of about 10 different films. I'm, I get some 300 vibe. I get a, a Lord of the Rings vibe. I get a Solomon Kane vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just... God of War. Yeah, God of, God War, of yeah. War in particular. Mm. Yeah. And then anything that's left in the movie, which is a solid chunk of the movie, so much of this movie is is a Guy Ritchie montage. Yeah. Like, you know, I thought it would just be like one scene or two scenes, but so much of this is someone describing a plan yeah. and seeing the plan happening at the same time. Which it's, is cool. Have, it's a cool device. It's a montage. <laughs> but, but yeah, it was most of the movie, which I, I, the movie was entertaining when it was doing that. And that's why I think I, I got really fatigued with the film is that it, did those things and then it kept doing them and then in the three quarter mark it's doing the same shit yeah and I'm I'm not it's not I'm not getting pulled along yeah with this really archetypal hero's quest kind of story I don't really know where it's going there's no thread like running through I didn't feel you know exactly where it's going (laughs) well for me the most generic yeah yeah but I felt refusal of the call then he does it anyway exactly on paper it is but in the actual direction Mm. and the way the story pans out I didn't feel like there was like that we need to be here and this is the I don't know just just I knew it but I wanted it to be kind of drived home and told in a way that was compelling and this film didn't do that for me, though, those montage scenes um, were, I think, when this movie was actually at its um, best. Because I thought it was very much a non-traditional way of telling a story. Um, I got that there was a lot of... Those montage scenes created this kind of discordant storytelling device where things would just kind of jump around and you'd kind of have to piece together. It was very, it was very non-linear in those sections. Um, and I, I really dug it. I, I thought I that was really very dug. cool. The first few of those I dug, and that's Guy Ritchie using the medium of film, yeah, to tell a story. In an, and he's he's jumping here, he's jumping there, and all, all these different timelines kind of intersect at the end of these sequences. And he does it in a really, really nice, tailored dovetail kind of way that I I, I really respect. Well, there was a yeah. great one later on that went even meta with it almost where they were doing that describing a plan and then showing it but then the plan they were talking about turned back on itself and mm, it was like yeah that's they right they were very talking cool about scene, yeah. them what they were doing yes. there i'm like that was very interesting yeah mm. um, and, and you got that and yeah. that's a hard thing to sort of convey on film and mm. he does it effortlessly this it, this movie didn't have a lack of 
effort, I feel, in in direction at least. Yeah. It felt like he was really trying to make an engaging film, which he always does feel like he is. He just hasn't really succeeded since, like, Snatch necessarily. Yeah. Um, the, I, I do want to talk about something. Okay. Um, and it's my, the the worst part of this film for me, and that is that there's two scenes, those CGI fest things where I felt like he was trying to do something cool with a camera. He was trying to to do that really quick moving, circular, odd angle kind of. It was a total recall reboot. Um, are we, to- are we like, talking about when he's wielding Excalibur? Yeah. 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 And so he, he essentially gains superpowers. Yes. Um, you get a bit of ramping and him just kind of moving yeah. all over the place. Yeah. Without getting into too many spoilers, um, some of those scenes where he's using Excalibur, I thought were very ambitious, but ultimately took me out of the film. Those were my least favorite parts of those film. Um, just because I ended up having to, there's so much going on that I just, I remember sitting back in the theater and thinking, I'm not engaged with this anymore. I'm just watching a bunch of CGI bullshit happen on the screen and and literally just waiting for this scene to be over to get back to the stuff that I enjoyed. I'm 100% with you because I think this film, I mean, what was the budget? $175 million yeah. production budget, right? I feel that could have been half with this film because all of the CG was just, didn't add anything to the story. I think if it had been a little more contained, had a couple set pieces here and there, but less like... Like, without getting into spoilers, once again, um, if you've seen the trailer, you've seen the giant elephants and whatnot, um, those, that opens up the film and it is just fucking bullshit. I can't, I couldn't even wrap my head around what was going on on screen. I was pissing myself laughing. Benny, I think, I think I was even irritating you a little bit. Not how much I was laughing but, uh, at that. But I was, I was enjoying the opening scene just fine. It felt I like a big it. kind of fantasy thing. I thought it was just didn't make any sense. I don't think it was constructed but and I choreographed. They were, they were very the, consistent with, you know, he starts off with his giant elephants and a lot of people pick that out of the trailer and be like, that's ridiculous. But then they go to an area later in the film uh, it's not really a spoiler. There's there's big animals there, and so you, yeah. throughout the film, you just see these big animals sometimes crop crop up, and it's like, all right, there's just this place that has big animals. That's fine. Yeah, Look, I, that I, doesn't that doesn't pass that opening scene for me. Yeah. Um, it does for me. I th- I think that that opening scene is where I put the cutoff for CGI. I think that 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 level of CGI is fine. It looked good. I think it looked pretty good. <laughs> oh, yeah, it, it's not photorealistic or anything. Like, you know, I'm not. I think it of... looks mostly quite fine. <laughs> <laughs> I think Return of the King might look better. The elephants in that might look better than this one. Mm, I think if you go back and check, yeah, that, I'll, I'll, I'll to... revisit it and I'll I'll let you know. Yeah. Yeah. Lord of the Rings, uh, I watched it recently, has dated a bit. Oh, it, it definitely has um, with the, with the CGI at least. Um, but I think but I think these elephants. It it, it doesn't matter because. Lord of the Rings is so much more than just its CGI. It uses it as a device as opposed to what the film is about. So, But those elephants are clearly taken from Lord of the Rings. It's, it, that's what this cobbled together kind of feeling this film has for me. And it takes those things, it fucking injects them with 10 million gallons of steroids and other CG bullshit and makes it over bloated. And at the end of the day, it's just visual noise for me. So as I, as I mentioned, I went to this movie, it was so little stake in it because as we all know it's already going to be the biggest bomb of the summer probably um so at that point i just go in not really caring what i'm about to see necessarily and from from that point of view just watching the whole movie in part almost as a music video at times or uh 
yeah. or just, you know, a scene here and there that where Guy Ritchie's doing his, his uh, you know, straight British thug thing um, and enjoying that. Um, and in that way, just from scene to scene, I was mostly engaged. There were a few times where I was like, man, they could have cut half an hour, 40 minutes out of this thing. But uh, but overall, I, I sat there and was not too bothered by it, really. Um, as I said, I, I'm going to be very alone on this one, but I kind of liked the the scenes where he's wielding Excalibur um, when they're showing his superpowers. Um, I thought they were inventive, at least a bit different to what we've seen before. And it, they, like, I feel like you really feel the power. Like, yeah. it didn't even feel like Charlie oh, yeah, Hunter yeah, was yeah. necessarily in control of what he was doing. Like, yeah, yeah. I, pretty... uh, the sound, the sound design behind the blade, mm. um, oh, and how much power. You're right. Mm. I'd say they definitely tick that box. I think we need to move on to spoils because there's a, a couple of things that I want to talk about, uh, about in relation to what you've just said, but mm. we just I, I don't think we can do it without spoilers. Yeah. So just to, to kind of sum up um, for myself, I thought it was a, a cool little flick. I, I enjoy the hard fantasy type um, genre. Um, hard fantasy. Hard fantasy. <laughs> I don't know what else to call it. Like, you know what? Fantasy, fantasy? nonsense. Fantasy nonsense? <laughs> Candy Fine, fantasy. Yeah. Candy <laughs> fantasy. I, I don't know what to call it. I just call it hard fantasy. Um uh and and this film where at times it it kind of overreached and was a little bit too reliant on CGI apart from when it when it wasn't doing that I I was fairly engaged with the film I thought it was fairly good uh for me I definitely can't recommend this film um I thought it was a bit of a waste of time um I like some elements of it but I couldn't say I have not seen all of it before um, I do like some of the montage sequences, the Guy Ritchieisms when he's really embracing that. That's where this film is succeeding, and unfortunately, I don't think there was enough of that. Um, and yeah, unfortunately, that's kind of where I sit with um, King Arthur. I would also definitely not recommend this. Um, I think you put me on the movie side by laughing at it at the, at the beginning because I I I don't like people kind of going against a movie straight away. I'm like, let's just watch it and let's see what it has to say. <laughs> well, that's well, I retracted from there because I think after that scene, the mm. film really hit its stride yeah, and no, was but, but, on course to be something great. You know, after sure. that. No, my point my point is I was trying to give this movie points where I could um and trying to be positive about it, but uh if I have to be, you know, brutally honest about it, I'll just say why would anyone bother watching this? Mm. Yeah. Um, so moving on into spoilers now. Spoilers. So if you haven't watched it. And you're not um, going to. So just keep or, listening to us. Or just don't care what, uh, what happens in this film. <laughs> Continue on now. There's nothing drastic. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about Excalibur. Yeah. So let's talk about Excalibur. Excalibur. The first time that he really uses the... I mean, even the first time he touches it. Everything that has to do with the power and the movement and the look of that sword... Mm. Um, and I David Beckham. Really well. Yeah, David Beckham. <laughs> he's gotten an awful lot of like heat for this, but he said like five words. People get over it. What, what, what is he getting heat about? A lot of people have said, like, what the fuck is he doing in this film? It oh, takes you cares? out so much. Yeah, exactly. Why would like, Guy Ritchie shit. put a soccer player in a yeah. <laughs> in a movie of his? And he had I, cool scar <laughs> um, tissues sort of scarring on his face. Yeah. I, I wouldn't have even recognized him, <laughs> to be honest. People, people get over it. He said, yeah. like, five lines. It's yeah. not the worst thing in the world. Anyway, sorry, um, I interrupted you there. Yeah, anytime he touches the sword, you get that, you know, the, the visuals of it kind of vibrating, the, the sound production behind it, really stunning. The first time he uses the powers properly... Which is when he's in that courtyard, mm. um, and you, you see the, the dust car. storm. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Mm. That was a very interesting, um, very interesting scene. I thought it was cool. the The CGI looked good, and that's that's where I kind of put the cutoff for for where CGI 
should be used in, in that in this film. It's like spider sense crossed with the flash. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then and, and that scene in and of itself was fine. It's when he does it the next time at the castle, mm. where you got those wild camera angles mm. going around and it's hundred percent pure CGI, where like Char- Charlie Hunnam is is CGI as well. It literally looks like The Matrix 2. Yeah, it does. And that's exactly what I thought. And that pissed me off. And I, I was like, like, holy cow, dude. Is I think this that actually was... going on in front of my eyes? Yeah. I and think for like 30 my... seconds, I was like, fuck. I think that was my favorite one of, yeah? of the scenes. Yeah. And again, as, as I said, the way I took this movie was kind of just completely disconnected scenes. Like I didn't yeah. care about this as, as a movie. Like if I was invested in this movie and it suddenly did this crazy CGI scene, I'd be like, ooh, this is all falling apart. But I was essentially just watching it as its own thing. I'm like, this is really kinetic and really cool. And it, it kind of um, incorporated sort of the, that uh, camera frame that uh, Guy Ritchie uses, that technique he uses where it straps the camera to someone yeah, facing yeah, yeah, him. Yeah, and yeah. it yep. kind of tried to do something similar to that, I think, which you use that as well in the movie if you don't. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, don't, I didn't like the, the, the final boss battle, but... Um, yeah. And that was the next one I was going to mention. Yeah, is that, yeah. that I final? I, that was the bit where I was saying before, it's so bad, it's good. Like that, I see, actually yeah. was cheering in that moment. I, I I don't know. It looked so bad, but just the it looked like a video game. It looked like no, I was playing a PS3. I was just going to say, I have a great idea for a video we can make yeah. when it comes out. Just put a QuickTime events on yeah. there, like press A now. <laughs> yeah, because that's yeah, that's exactly what it looked and, like. And the irony was, and this is this is kind of what pissed me off about that scene is that when um that big demon guy is fighting. Um, Uther, I thought that that looked cool, but this one for for whatever mm. reason just seemed because I, I assume because it was so much CGI in that it 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 was one of those scenes where once again I just I stepped back for you know the thirty to sixty seconds that that scene went on constant CGI and just kind of looked at my watch and was like well I'll get back into this film when this is done. I thought it was just brilliantly hilarious. <laughs> That's, and, and and that's the problem. I, I tended to enjoy most of this film. So when things like that happened, I didn't feel like laughing. It would have hurt you harder. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it it really annoyed me because I, cause like I said, a lot, lot of this film is is pretty good. Like a lot of it's that montage thing, which I really enjoyed. Um, you know, a lot of it's just cool visuals and, you know, people doing magic. And I'm, I'm down with all of that. Um, but that CGI fest nonsense is... Yeah, it's too much. So this is a King Arthur film. Um, what are your thoughts on Arthur, <laughs> Charlie Hunnam? Any, did you like him at all? I, Char- I liked him more than I liked him in Pacific Rim. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I didn't get the whole Conor McGregor hipster <laughs> um, medieval thing. Or like little cheer, there's one bit where he's wearing, I swear to God, drop crop um, chinos. And like yeah. a long sleeve tee. Yeah. I'm like, holy, with a backpack. And I'm yeah. like, is this 2017 or is yeah. this some fantasy world? But I, I kind of dig that melding in this film of, of you know, modern, yeah. you know, they're all called yeah. Mike and, and John. And yeah, I think and you have to. I really like the costuming in this is, is where I was going. I, I, I don't normally notice stuff like that, but I thought it was really different. It was, <laughs> yeah. it was. Distracting even. Yeah, so th- I mean, th- th- for me, that, that didn't bother me at all. Like I, I kind of liked, like you said, it, it didn't feel like it belonged in the period, but nothing you know, in this movie, nothing does. in this movie did. So I was, and I think that's where that. I couldn't rationalize this film. Yeah. I think that's where you either on board with what Guy Ritchie is kind of presenting to you, or yeah. you're not. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, I was, I was won over by the scene, the early, the first montage scene where they're talking to the, 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 the cop, 
Yeah. And and they're the explaining <laughs> they're explaining about the Viking incident. Oh yeah. yeah, that was fantastic. That was straight out of lock stock. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that was good fun. If the whole movie kind of followed that thread, that I was know, one of my favorite scenes fun. as well. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And it played into things later on. Mm. Yeah, but as far as Charlie Hunnam goes, it's just Charlie Hunnam. Like he's he's not. I don't get that guy's accent. Where is he from? Is he from Ireland? He's from the UK. Sure, I think I don't know. It, look, it, he, he wasn't anything spectacular. I mean, the the standout for me was Jude Law. He, I loved Jude Law. Jude Law me was too. great in this. Me too. I I really loved him. I thought he was like the villain was. You know, he was just bad because he was bad and he wanted power, and that's fine. That's what all these villains are. But I thought he, you know, he actually showed kind of sacrifice and and lost things. And well, when he when he kills his wife and when he kills his his daughter, it, it's genuine pain. Mm. I feel like it's it's an often a cop out in those kind of villains where they just. They say this guy is pure evil and mm. he just kills those people and that's yeah. it. Uh, but he he kind of showed a little bit of depth in, in mm. that character, which, you know. I definitely agree with that. He, um, he, a lot of these villains, as you said, they're just bad. Mm. You know, they're just evil intent and whatnot. But he, he, he had to sacrifice. His hunger for power was so um, strong that he sacrificed his family. He was sad that he had to do it, but it was never something that he kind of like had to rationalize and consider. Like he was always going to kill them. Yeah, um, but that's just like a he, testament to how evil he is. Yeah, but there was still a struggle there, and I, I agree with you guys. He had he had some depth and you know, something interesting there. I feel like he put it off, um, and uh, for as long as he could, and then mm. kind of when it got to that point, he's like, "Well, fuck it, I've got to mm. do this because you know my power thirsty side is more important than and that side." The, uh, there's just one more person I want to mention in the cast, which was uh, Neil Maskell as uh, Backlack. Yeah, he was like I think the most um, kind of Guy Ritchie character. Like he just felt straight out of Snatch or Lockstock um, throughout this movie. And he, he I'd never seen him before in anything, but I, I just kind of found him fun. And I liked his scene, uh, the scene in which his son shows up as he's being kind of interrogated by Jude Law, and he gets his ear cut off and then killed. I, I thought that was yeah. one of the more engaging parts of the film. Both of his buddies, I thought, were very Guy Ritchie like. Yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. And I, I th- that's one of the things I thought was cool about it, and that's where I, I, I saw the novelty in this take on on the Arthurian legend is it very what much was a a crew film, um, and that's really where you see Guy Ritchie standing out in this film um, with that kind of setup. Uh, the other um, the other cool <laughs> thing I'm trying to remember his name. Kung Fu George. Kung Fu George. That's it. Kung Fu uh, George. Um, that was so cool. I, oh, I so was cool. sitting there watching the movie. I'm like, man, I hope this guy gets knighted and he's yeah. one of the knights of the round table by the end. <laughs> yes! And he was! Kung Fu George! <laughs> I was like, with that, that final scene where he's knighting people, I'm like, hell yes. Yeah. I said to you, George, it's never going to happen these other six movies or whatever. But I'm like, can we get the Kung Fu George yeah. movie <laughs> next? Yeah. I was, yeah, I was... Uh, the One of the things that made me a bit sad at the end is that I feel like this movie was very close to being good enough to get a sequel. And I would like to see a sequel. I like The way that they ended it and um before when he said oh, i'd like to do you know something on lancelot and kind of other characters in that legend before i was like oh fuck off like i don't need to see that mm. after having seen this and, and having the world built up as it was um i would be kind of interested to see it <laughs> i can't say i'm not curious <laughs> at all to see like the avengers end game of this yeah uh, this thing like where they all team up and I, I just like that idea and no one's been able to do it except marvel like yeah. i just like to see someone if do if it. they were able to if, if it was another if it was a direct repeat of this kind of film with a different character then i wouldn't i wouldn't be interested mm. um but if they took you know if guy Ritchie did another film that took the the world that this was set in 
tone down the CGI a little bit. Mm. Um, that that is definitely a movie I'd be interested in seeing. And if these people want to keep making these expanded universe or sorry shared universe movies, they get they have to accept that they're not all going to be great. And mm. if you know you can move past an average one. Yeah, like it's not great if your first one out the gate is not good, mm. but um, you know the MCU survived Incredible Hulk, so yeah, and DCU is is still going, <laughs> so and they haven't. I wasn't going s- in that direction, but they still haven't hit a good one yet. So yeah, yeah I was going to say that that last scene, I was laughing. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, these guys are actually going to think that this is going to happen. This shared universe, Camelot shared universe, Camelot. It's God. a silly place. God, I mean, man, there's no hope for this. And I really don't want to see another film. So you're not you're not even in the slightest curious to see anything in this in this world again. I just didn't didn't. I have no desire to watch this film again. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, maybe if there's a Kung Fu George, I will literally go because <laughs> of the title. Um, <laughs> um, uh, what would it be? Kung Kung Fu George, a King Legend Arthur of story. The yeah, <laughs> it'd be it'd be Sir George. A Kung Fu story. Sir Kung Fu George. <laughs> Sir Kung Fu George. <laughs> yeah. I think he was also um, called Chinese George. I love how everyone had like a, a Guy Ritchie nickname. Yeah. Like a street name. <laughs> that was fun. And then like at the end you realize, oh, Percy is Sir Percival, of course. Yeah, yeah, I didn't actually is, see yeah. him at any point in this film until the end, but there you go. Um, but yeah, so this, this film for me was so close to being good. Um, I, I don't think I can, I can, you know, safely endorse it as being good. No, what I can not. say is that there was enough in this film to keep me entertained um, that I enjoyed it. Yeah, I would recommend Solomon Kane over this. <laughs> Same kind of wacky fantasy, um, well, uh, crazy CG fest, but I think Solomon Kane just has a sensibility to it that I connect with more. Sorry, back um, up. A sensibility. I've, I've seen that film. There's yeah. n- that, no. Yeah, well, it's not yes. not a sensible film. <laughs> no, it's not sensible. It's sensibility. It's like what it's what it is intrinsically in it. Like what's in the piece. You know what what it's about. And I I'm more on board with yeah. with what Solomon Kane tries to do in that. That's, I, I don't know, that's the most comparable film I can think of to this. Yeah, that so. makes me feel better about enjoying this film, though. The fact that you enjoy Solomon Kane, <laughs> I feel a lot more justified. In I fucking this film love now. Solomon. Solomon. Yeah, I'm. You know what? Fine, I could say anything on this podcast now. I'm sorry. Right, well, we'll see about that. What about you, Benny? Yeah, the verdict is out on this movie. We don't even need to be talking about it. It's bombed. Nobody liked it. It's got, what, 27% on Rotten Tomatoes or something. Yeah. Um, don't bother watching it, really. They're not going to make any sequels. It doesn't matter. It's just going to be forgotten. This is the kind of thing I could imagine someone catching on... I was going to say TV, not watch TV. Yeah, Netflix not one day. On TV ever. <laughs> yeah, you, you could maybe see it on, on, on Netflix or something and be like, oh, it was all right. Yeah. But that's it. That's the best I could say about it. There was the elements I really liked of it, but uh, as a film, nah. Yeah, I agree. Well, that's it for our King Arthur Legend of the Sword. Long live the king. Review. Uh, hey, it was an interesting one. Guys, we're on YouTube. We're on iTunes. Um, please hit that like and subscribe button. Give us a comment below. What did you guys think of King Arthur if you have seen it? Also, go check out all the other reviews we have up. We've got our Alien Covenant review and we'll have a John Wick 2 review later on in the week. Not that anyone in America really cares about that because it came out months ago. Anyway, thanks so much for joining us, guys. It's been a pleasure. Connor. Bye. And Benny. See you. Thanks, guys. See you later.